Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. I often talk about Ben Francis, big Ben Francis, the man through the glass, who produces this show and how he is uh, the biggest Warriors fan here at SENZ. And Ben, I uh, just want to, you know, you've been talking about the ownership, the coaching, uh, the recruitment, the Matt Lodge situation, a lot of it. And I feel like you need to get stuff off your chest. So the floor is yours, my friend. Oh, thank you. But this this is me putting my media hat on. This, right. is, this is the media cap. I've got the fan cap slightly on underneath, <laughs> but the, the media cap's going to be the main one on. So, you know, as as every Warriors fan know, it's not easy. The fans have been have been sticking through thick and thin, especially with the club, considering the last few years, everything else, the last, lack of success. But the last fortnight has really seemed to test fans' commitment, loyalty, and patience. Nearly two weeks has passed since Matt Lodge walked out and we have no clarity on the situation. In fact, I don't know about you, Ricardo, after listening to the Cameron George press conference the other day, I certainly have a lot more questions than than answers. The actions of the people in charge of the team have had a clear impact on and off the field and I don't think you can tell me otherwise the players' attitude and body language in the game yesterday was a telling sign, especially when things are going tough. And even Nathan Brown on the post-game. I was watching the live stream, and usually when that comes on, it usually starts straight away, captain coach sitting there. It had the camera on him for about 30 seconds. You could see the water in his eyes. You could just, you could tell he was uh, dejected, and he's looked like that before. But when I saw it, I was like, okay, I haven't seen him look exactly like this before. So that was a, uh, something I picked up straight away. While I might not agree that Nathan Brown is the right coach, I didn't. I was a bit on the fence with the appointment. Of course, it came at the same time as when Phil Gould joined the Warriors as well, mm. which seems like an eternity ago. I do feel sorry for Nathan Brown. During uh, the season, there's been a whole lot of issues that Nathan Brown has had to continually front. He's had to be the man which has had to cop the brunt of the criticism all the just a lot. You go on even social media and there's fans just absolutely ripping into him. And I feel like it's not exactly warranted. I don't feel he he deserves as much as he gets. So I am feeling a bit sorry for him. I get the whole point that it's the coach, it's part of the job. But when Cameron George fronted on the on the Matt Lodge incident, I was frustrated. I I, I wanted clarity. That was kind of what we, it was almost like we were promised is gonna get clarity on the situation. And that never came. All that fans want to know is exactly why Matt Lodge got paid out $700,000 and the fact the Warriors are not bothered by it. We understand that players get bought out of their contracts. But firstly, when a player asks to leave, like Gary touched on before with George Williams, they usually get nothing. It's usually, okay, you're going out on your terms. It's your decision to go. That's fine. We can understand if a small sum is negotiated, like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Totally get that, but $700,000 is a lot. I went through the list of NRL contracts and with $700,000, the Warriors could buy a player like Jerome Luai, Joseph Manu, Katoni Staggs, Harry Grant, Angus Crichton, even James Fisher-Harris, a Kiwi. 
the Warriors, of course, can't. You know, it's a bit different with the contract situation, but I'm just saying, if if all the players are available with seven hundred thousand dollars, that's who the Warriors could get, and any of those guys would make the Warriors a lot better. They're all experienced. They've all played representative football, and the majority of them have an NRL ring. Yep. We're nearly thirty. We're roughly around thirty-five days away from the Warriors playing their first game in New Zealand since August 2019. And while people are excited, there are a few that are now just fed up. There was the ad was I think it was on Staff Show with a fan call called up and he said, Oh, I've got a ticket to the game. I'm really I was excited, but now this has just left me, you know, kind of questioning everything and and that's hard to hear. And I know that's the exact same with lots of fans. It's just really good to know, well far as I'm aware, no fans have burnt jerseys yet because I think that's just stupid. I don't I don't like it. I just don't get the point in it. If there's one person who should have fronted by now, it is Mark Robinson. Clearly, the reason for all this drama has come from him. Based on all the reports that we've heard and seen, it was his argument with Lodge which changed his mind about staying at the club. And it must have been his decision to pay out the rest of that $700,000 that we talked about. Until he fronts, the rumours will continue to swirl about exactly what happened. And here is a here's a word of advice from myself. It's better you front and control the narrative because it will be it will be much worse if the truth comes out and you have said nothing. Mm. And no, and like Gary said as well, the truth will come out at some stage. There's no doubt about it. I know that Robinson has spoken to certain media outlets, but he needs to either speak to all of them, do one on one with every single one, get his story across. So he can clear the air and it goes away or just do a proper press conference like Cameron George did, just everyone there, everyone can ask questions and there will hopefully be some form of clarity on the situation. Rumours are already swirling about the culture of the club. In interviews, Robinson has spoken about how he's trying to build a strong one, but how can you trust him when he's not really speaking about the issue at hand? He's kind of just deflecting it. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I don't really trust the guy when he's saying things like that. I know a former Warriors coach who has described the role as a poison chalice, but that poison to me is drizzling down from right at the top, right at the top of the ownership at the Warriors. We all love to go back a decade and talk about when we got rid of Ivan Cleary. It was 2011, he led us to a grand final, but lots of people don't remember earlier that season, the Warriors were 0-3. I think they lost to the Eels. Uh, They had a couple of other bad results as well. No shame in losing to the Eels just quietly. (laughs) And people were calling for Nathan Brown, oh, sorry, Ivan Cleary to be sacked then uh, after that terrible start to the season. Since Cleary left, I think the Warriors have only had one coach you could realistically say could have led them to an NRL title, and that was Todd Payton. And his six months in charge of the Warriors, that was the best the Warriors have played. And that is due to him continually putting pressure on the players, calling them out, which I think is really key, instead of just saying a couple of guys. He was not afraid to point the finger at the press conference and say, this guy needs to step up. We needed to do better. And that really changed the attitude of the Warriors, I felt. I also reminisce back to 2012 when Bluey took over the Warriors. That team that Cleary coached in the grand final, they lost lots of experienced players. I think Joel Moon was one guy that left the top of my head, Lance Ohio, Aaron Hiramaya, just among a few. They brought in Nathan Friend, but the majority of the squad that came in to replace these guys were rookies like Conrad Hurrell. It would have been tough on anyone to just have a whole lot of rookies come into a team and then they're not ready. And that's something Nathan Brown has spoken about this year as well. You know, look at the back line. Dallin and Sean are the only experienced backline players the Warriors have. The rest of them have got less than 50 games of NRL experience. Some are even like less than 10. So 
that that was hard on Browning. So these are issues which ten years ago this was an issue. Today it's still an issue. I get mm. the circumstances are different, but it's just saying that these are still issues at the club. And then we go down go down the line. We have got Matt Elliott comes in. He's sacked real quickly. Andrew McFadden comes in. They nearly made the finals in 2014. They just missed out that year on points differential. Two years later, he's gone. Kearney comes in. He was very hit and miss. We made the finals in 2018 purely on the back of a 5-0 and start to the season. There was nothing else to it. We win-loss, 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 win-loss the rest of the way. And, of course, after that, we know the rest of that. But the problem is when you're continually bringing a new coach in, it does take a couple of seasons for them to kind of overrule the old system bring their own system, bring their own players and things like that. And this is something the Warriors have not done and they have not given people enough time. I'm not saying that any of these coaches we had would have led the Warriors to the promised land, but they need time. That's my whole thing is time, Mm. time, time is key. You need to trust. But it's not even just the coaches. You look at the different GMs, the trainers, the assistants the Warriors have had, and all these moving and changing pieces can affect everything on and off the field as well. Also, on the field, how can you expect to build a winning team when your spine is changing all the time? We always hear the importance about a good spine. Go back to Sean Johnson's first stint at the Warriors. How many different half pairings did he have? He started with James Maloney. Mm -hmm. I think it was Thomas Lulawai and and then Chad Townsend or the other way around. And then we look at all the other guys like Atta Hingano, Tui Lola here. And that last year was Adam Kerr and then Chanel, Kerr and Chanel. It continually changed. Mason Leno. Mason Leno, yeah. There's lots of different guys that he had to play with. And then we can even go down the hooker route with Nathan Friend. Oh, I can't even remember half of them now. We've just gone through so many. But even the fullback, Sam Tompkins, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, and all these continually moving pieces. When you're trying to build a winning team, you need to keep this core of players together. Otherwise, it's simply not going to succeed. As I said before, I don't think Brown is going to be the guy that leads us to the NRL title. At the same time, he doesn't deserve all the blame. Touched on about how dejected he looked mm. and how he has. He said in the press conference yesterday that he uh, should take the responsibility for the poor results in the Matt Lodge saga. But should he get the blame? I don't think so. I really don't think he deserves that blame. How can you expect a guy to coach a team to success with all this drama going on outside of the club with the Lodge, the Chanel, Harris DeVita incident and go on? If you're in any other workplace and all this drama was going on, do you think you'd be performing well at your own job? I know I certainly wouldn't be. No, of course not. Course so not. you have to feel sorry for Nathan Brown in that perspective. I've also heard reports of players being told to try overrule Brown in terms of like a coup, get rid of Nathan Brown. I don't know how true these are, but I've heard reports, and that also does not help trying to build a winning team. I was just touching all the changes before as well, and you can even go down the ownership route. We've had Eric Watson, Eric Watson and Owen Glenn, Auckland Rugby League, and now we've got Mark Robinson. Robinson has recently said that Nathan Brown won't be sacked during the season, but remember just two weeks before Trent Barrett was sacked, Phil Gould said Barrett would be there much longer than he would be. Mm. Obviously, that did not happen. No. If Nathan Brown does get sacked, the team needs to back the incoming coach and make sure, please make sure, it is a decent coach as well because we've had so many coaches come in that have been mediocre and definitely not up to standard. But give them time and you need to stop interfering with everything going on on the field. You need to come up with a five-year plan 
say this is where we want to be and let the coach build his team and do his thing and you will get results. Also, when the Warriors can return home, they really need to start developing and putting an emphasis on those young players. The Warriors need a whole lot of young Kiwis. We look back at that 2011 grand final team and the amount of guys that were bred through the Warriors system in that team, it's also, it was it outweighed the Aussies. It's all good to have the Aussie guys in there, but you kind of need the Kiwis with the good mix in there. But overall, as a Warriors fan, I, I just want this mess to be cleared up. We want a happy homecoming. And as I said, we're nearly a month out and all at the moment, it's just all doom and gloom. This is meant to be a happy occasion. So I am just begging Mark Robinson, can you please just front the media, just tell us what happened, put this behind you, and let's just focus on a happy homecoming. That's the Warriors fans, considering everything they've had to put up with in the last three years, I think they at least deserve that. Yeah, no, it's well said, Ben. It's well said. If you've got thoughts on that, 0800 150 811 or 8833 is the temper bed post text machine. A couple of things on that. Nathan Brown saying that uh, bringing Matt Lodge to the club was his idea, and if he doesn't, if he's left, uh, that's on him. Well, no, because Peter O'Sullivan was in charge of recruitment, and it was his son-in-law. Um, so I, I don't buy that. That feels like Nathan Brown's being asked to sort of try and take the heat off the owners. Um, personally, that's kind of what I think on that front. So, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't believe that. And that, I think, to do is probably a lot to do with the body language that you talked about that we saw from Nathan Brown earlier today. But, yeah, it is an absolute basket case at the moment. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.